Hey, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Um, this is such important work, so essential. I saw you talking to kids. We saw you the last couple days. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. It's, so It's, it's so really fun. important to keep them enthused about what can happen, what, what we can do. Totally. What, what's coming up and then, you know, this kind of future stuff. Yeah. I just try, try to keep telling them, yeah, okay, everything in here is basically science fiction. Yeah. But everything down there was science fiction until we learned how to do it. And then we did it. Yeah. So Absolutely. everything that we talk about, you know, I have a TIE fighter down there next to the space station just to show them that it's just an engineering project that has gone through its design, idea, you know, drawings, small models, full-size models. You know, I have a, I generally have a picture that I put out showing the TIE fighter going down the highway on the back of a, a, a flatbed yeah. truck, you know, just to show them these are real. Now all we got to do is figure out how to make them go. Yeah. You know, we need the propulsion. And every one of these propulsion systems didn't exist until they did, until somebody figured it out. And there's no reason to say that we won't figure out something like any one of them. Absolutely. Like I got a, a Star Trek Enterprise, the first Enterprise in the canon. This is the first Enterprise that had warp speed. So... In the, in the movie somewhere, I have the scene there where they're they're walking through, and you see this spaceship. You can see the rings here and the model there, showing that this was the first Enterprise that had warp speed. And then the company came out with this model. And I thought I need to show this because now scientists NASA has charged scientists a group with working on you know out of this. This is a great place to say it. Out of this world technology. <laughs> Uh, how could we go light speed? How can we go much faster than we go now? What will it take? Anti-gravity. You know, we can think it, we can talk about it. Science fiction. But how, you know, how, Mr. Scientist, can we really do it? And so we have people that are actually working on that. Certainly universities are working on that. They, they're always looking to push the limits of our technology, what we can learn. And right now, one of the designs of the possibilities is, well, you would need a ring uh, shape to create a warp bubble around your spacecraft in order to warp space. So it's, it's not that you're traveling through space, it's that you're making space come back to you and then expand behind you. So one instant you're here, the next instant you're there, but it's because you move to space, not you so much. And that's, you know, this this kind of thought pattern being pursued. And now they've got ion propulsion engines that Absolutely. they're starting to use for long distance trips. We have spacecraft that have ion propulsion. We have uh, satellites that are being uh, maintained in space. Uh, some of our satellites that have gone out to uh, uh, asteroids have done that. We had a, we had a satellite um, that we sent a probe that we sent out to the asteroid Vesta and it went into orbit around Vesta and then after about a year it I might get this backwards but I think it left Vesta and then went on to Ceres which is the largest asteroid in the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter and that asteroid is now considered 
a dwarf planet. When that definition changed, it's now the smallest dwarf planet, but it's also the closest one. And we now know there's a lot of water ice on that asteroid, inside that asteroid. Uh, and so we're, and that vehicle was propelled by ion engines. Very low propulsion, very low propulsion force. Uh, their, their description was the propulsive force of the rocket engine was about the amount of force a piece of paper applies to your hand. But it's continuous, so it forces this. It's continuing, continuously accelerating. So you go faster and faster and faster and faster. You start out really slow because it's only a little bit of force, but faster and faster and faster until you're going faster than our chemical rocket uh, propulsion systems can do. To do that on a large vehicle, manned vehicle, that's a whole nother scale. Uh, we we don't want to hang around that long, right. you know, for that slow acceleration. Yeah. But if you're going to very long distances with cargo or going on stellar missions, that's a possibility. We have a group called the Breakthrough Starshot. This is a group that included Stephen Hawking. I mean, you know, so this this isn't it's not a group of people from a group like Right. There are passionate people here, sure. but this is Stephen Hawking level of science. Um, they are looking at how can we get a mission to the nearest star, Andromeda Centauri, uh, Alpha Centauri system that's there. And they have come up with a design and a plan that is not doable yet, but it's it's doable in our imaginations. It's It's not a new technology. It's a higher extent of it, but this is taking probes that are postage stamp size, putting on them sails, small solar It's laser propulsion. This thing is to have a something like a 200 gigawatt laser. That's a lot of power. But this, this laser system will shine onto these sails and propel these very, very small lightweight probes, but there will be a hundred of them or so, propel them to 20% of the speed of light in a matter of minutes. That's the part I was, you know, I can understand if you just keep propelling and propelling, it'll go faster, but they're talking about doing this in a matter of minutes. So this gigawatt kind of number is not for a long time, it's, you know, you got to have a big storage bank of electric uh, of energy, sure. but it will reach 20% of the speed of light very quickly. Wow. Alpha Centauri is on the order of four light years away. So if we can get to 20% of the speed of light, it'll take us about 20 years for that probe to get there. It will pass through the system, yeah. <laughs> but all these probes will be taken whatever measurement they will send back their information, but they're sending it back at light speed radio airwaves at four light year uh, distance. So 20 years to get there, four years to get the information back. It's a 25 year kind of mission. And they were saying, we think it'll take us about 20 years or so to develop this. We can do the postage stamp stuff. Solar sail, uh, the light sails is a little different. The laser system is a big thing. Is it on Earth? Is it in space? Is it on the moon? But they're saying it'll take us about 20 years to do that. And so what they're saying is 
this is a 50-year kind of mission, but the graduate students that are getting out of school today may be participating in it for their whole career and be getting the results before they leave this world. Wow. So they're saying be able to go 20% the speed of light in 50 or 20, That's well, 25 years. Yeah. We have a 2001 Space Odyssey podcast. So oh, cool. we That's saw cool. your thing, and this, we yeah. saw you, and then we saw this, so we knew we had to come and talk I, to you. You know, I, yeah. I talk to people about what we're doing today, the past, the present, the near future, and then farther future. But all of this, this is all within, this is within our capabilities yeah. in the next 30 years. I mean, there's, it, you know, yes, it's nuclear propulsion. NASA's definitely working on that right now. Um, so I think we will have that in, hopefully within 10 years. Um, just don't know. I like showing this particular model because it's got an astronaut right scale here. Scale of it. It's wow. to the same scale as all of those rockets down That's there. That's awesome. So it shows that, okay, yeah, this is 500, 600 feet. You can't build something 600 feet in 1968. This was tremendous. Space station down there is 360 feet. Starship rocket is 400 feet tall. We can build stuff this way. And all of these are just cargo pods that would all be assembled in space. So you're only trying to get something this big in space and this big now. Maybe we can't launch this off the surface of the Earth. We still have to assemble in Earth orbit, which in 1968, we didn't assemble anything in Earth. We had a few rendezvous where one spacecraft docked with another, and that was basically it. Now you have a space station that took us, I don't remember, 50 flights, you know, 35 flights of the space shuttle, 20 something Russian flights. We are on Soyuz mission number 69 wow. to the space station, crew after crew. We're on it. I think we're on expedition like 67. We've had somebody on board the space station every day for the last uh, 23 years. It's not been a day when somebody hasn't been up in space. So none of this is not doable. All of these things, they're all rocket propulsion. They're not, they're not uh, uh, anti-gravity. They're not warping space. You know, this is what we can do. We, we just have to have the, the will to do it. And one thing we have gotten in the last 10, 15 years is we have gotten a few billionaires that have been young enough to now have the feeling of, yeah, we can do that. I don't know how, but we'll figure it out. Now, Elon Musk happens to be a person that's smart enough to actually figure out some of the how to do it. Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, okay, he's a businessman. He doesn't know any of the technical side, but he still has the drive to get it done and he can still hire people to get it done. And so, Virgin Galactic, yeah, just, they just flew their last test mission. The next flight is supposed to be the fully commercial, people paying. The last flight to the space station last week was a commercial flight. Three people were paying their way. Probably companies, maybe even countries. Two of them were Saudi Arabian, so I don't know if it wasn't the country that was paying. But their, their flight, they flew up to the space station. Their commander is uh, Peggy Whitson, 
America's most experienced astronaut. Wow. She has the most time in space of any astronaut uh, uh, in the United States. I, I'm not sure if it's the same of Russia. Mm -hmm. Russia had some long missions and they have flown many times. So, mm -hmm. uh, but she has something like 460 days of wow. on-orbit time. Uh, she was amazing. she was chief of the astronauts for, for a period of time. Uh, she retired from NASA and now has went to work for uh, Axiom. Axiom is the new name in space. Axiom is a company that has been formed by a lot of people that have come from NASA, some from SpaceX. They have now been given contracts to build the next the next space station for NASA's use, but it'll be a commercial space station. Oh, really? They are supposed to start adding modules to the International Space Station and build up their space station until they're finally self-sufficient and they will undock and they will become the next space station that NASA now won't own, won't operate, but will utilize. We'll still send astronauts up, we'll still send scientists up, along with all the commercial companies that want to send experiments and scientists. Mm -hmm. um, Axiom has been, uh, believe, they got the contract to build the new lunar spacesuits. Wow. So the suits that were just um, made public about a month or two ago is through that company. So they're, they're way into this business. Uh, the crew that just went up was Axiom 2 uh, crew. Oh, wow. the, that company is dealing with SpaceX and with NASA and the international partners to commercially fly people to the space station. Um, Picking up from where Pan Am left off in 1968 when we were thinking about yeah, commercial yeah. flight, now actual companies are really doing now it. Now they're really doing it. That's amazing. Yeah. Mr. Chuck Slim, can we use this in our podcast? Absolutely. Use any, any Thank you so much, like. sir. Yeah, Thank you for, for your time. By. I shake your yeah, hand, but yeah. you have a little there. <laughs> yeah, no. We really respect you and everything you do. So thank you so much. Communication is so important, like you said. Like yeah. come back next year. I've been I've been coming cool. to a couple. I think this I think this might be my fourth or fifth ICC. Awesome. Yeah, cool. We'll probably see you next year then. I'll be here. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.